0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ghost Spider Groupies, the podcast dedicated to Gwen Stacy of Earth 65, also known as Spider Gwen and Ghost Spider, where we review her comics, discuss news, and give our opinions about all things Gwen 65. I'm Abigail. And I'm Pax. So we, are, we have a couple of things uh, that have
1: come up since our last podcast episode. Uh, the upcoming Spider Gwen miniseries has been renamed from On Tour to Smash.
0: I liked On Tour better. I even, um, Smash makes it sound like it's Hulk related.
1: It is a weird choice for a Marvel title. If there isn't a Smash, like, if Hulk isn't like the villain or something, I, I would be very surprised, um, that they made this decision. Um, I am, I'm perplexed, puzzled by this
0: well um, yeah, well we know that uh, melissa flores can't use jen unless if uh, she gives jen another job other than wrestling and law
1: yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure yeah i don't know i'd do like that she hawk 65 um the other thing is um what if dark spider gwen number one is getting a second print so it, yeah. it i feel i'm surprised Honestly, for Spider Gwen book that it took this long, but that's very nice nonetheless,
0: but um, it was kind of an unexpected thing to get another uh printing because uh this is just we called it vanilla Spider Gwen because you know the story was like it, it was fine, but you know no major first appearances of anybody, and plus um uh. I was actually pretty surprised for a second printing. I only found this out hours after we did the uh recording of the last episode.
1: Damn, um, yeah, it's um but yeah, no, it's it's nice to see that Spider Spider people are still buy Spider Gwen books. So that's that's good. Um so yeah. Um without further ado, let's get into to the topic of today's episode. We are reviewing Spider Gwen Annual, volume two. So that is to say, this is the second Spider Gwen annual with this issue numbering. Issue number one. Um, there's not it's, it's. I say that there's never. There's never an annual number two. They never do that, do they? Um, I think
0: they've only done it. Um, if there's several annuals per year, or when it's when they used to do legacy numbering.
1: Oh goodness! So there, there were two. There are two other annuals. For Gwen, there was the original Spider Gwen annual from like 2016 2017. That was a sort of anthology book going through like especially a, a good chunk of Gwen's very early days. Um, there was a Ghost Spider annual which was part of the um
0: Acts of oh, Evil,
1: Acts of Thank You, Abigail, the Acts of Evil event where um heroes had to fight villains outside of their rogues gallery, HG4 Arcade, um, that, but that was a ghost spider annual. And this is the second Spider-Gwen annual, because they've gone back to the Spider-Gwen name uh, in the titles. Um, and this one is tying into the contest of chaos event, So it's actually not that far away from the ghost spider annual in terms of its, its sort of presentation. Gwen is fighting another hero, called white fox so it's a versus issue it's written by carla pacheco and art by a rosie campaign um and also marika cresta also marika cresta and irma Navila. now just to keep things confusing there is a b story that takes up the last few pages of this issue this is kind of an excerpt it's a preview from the broader events, um, this contains writing from Stephanie Phillips, um, Alberto Fosch, and Raúl Angulo. However, we're not going to get into that in our synopsis today, um, and we'll reserve our commentary for that. I think maybe towards the end of what we're talking about here. Um, yeah, it's um, it's it's a little bit complicated. Yeah. I'm 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 a bit intimidated by this comic event. I'm not going to lie. It's it's kind of all over the place.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because several heroes are taking place in their own self-titled annuals. Uh, Like, I'm only uh, getting the Contest of Chaos books that are part of the series I'm currently reading. For example, uh, I picked up the Spider-Man annual. That was him versus Wolverine. And uh, as of this recording, next week is Venom versus Deadpool in Venom annual. So... Even though I haven't read the event as a whole, because the the whole thing actually begins in Scarlet Witch Annual. And I haven't read that, but I'm aware of what's going on. So uh, basically, after Wanda absorbed Chiton, Agatha decided to uh, take things into her own hands by uh, after uh, visiting Wanda in the annual uh, she snuck her way into Wanda to steal uh, chiton's heart to create a new darkhold because uh, the old book's been destroyed um Agatha wants to make a new one for herself and uh, I also have to add that um back in Midnight Suns Agatha has been de-aged just so she can resemble Catherine Hahn
1: yeah yeah so so you know they they sprinkling in the ages in the with with the um, story here, bring back elderly Agatha. I'm sorry, I fuck the MCU synergy. Bring back elderly Agatha. We there's nothing wrong with wrinkles in a comic book, but we never see any of them unless the character is very aged. So, um, yeah, what's
0: unless if there's some Catherine Han stands in here, which
1: well, Kat- well Catherine Han is a absolutely. You know, fine actress. I I have I have zero issues with Catherine Holm. I I do feel that this was maybe a place where they didn't need to MCU synergize. They 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 could they could have had elderly Agatha, but they chose not to because they were cowards. So um oh, yeah, and uh... I have
0: to mention that yeah, she's been uh collecting all of these winners so far of each of the fights, and uh yeah, she's collected Wolverine. So Peter lost because reasons um storm which was iron man annual where um yeah tony lost storm won, and i'm trying to pronounce his name yeah, i hope i don't butcher it it Teguki yeah Teguki. he was moon knight's opponent in moon knight annual and he only won just because uh mark quit and the only victor in their own annual was the human torch where it was him versus ghost rider johnny blaze in uh, fantastic four annual uh
1: yeah so so they kind of get they get a little bit like possessed they get they get floated off possessed and i I presume that the end of this event will be all of the winners, kind of all dark holdified and all of that right, with the purple eyes um versus all of the losers. Who are trying to stop whatever Agatha is doing?
0: Oh, the whole thing actually concludes in Avengers Annual, where yeah, it's the winners versus the Avengers. There we go. Yeah, even though the B story isn't in the synopsis, uh, the other thing that's going on is that, like, after Pete loses, he recruits Jessica Jones and Clea to investigate what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, he
1: said he doesn't, yeah. He he's yeah it's 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 fun times it's uh so stephanie phillips is kind of is she the architect behind the wider event
0: yeah she's the head writer for the series because um she was the one that wrote spider-man annual
1: there you go then okay so um i would say now would be an appropriate time to read today's synopsis yes yeah Okay, so what we're doing here is we're gonna get everybody on the same page. We're gonna update everybody with the main plot beats from this book. However, we do recommend that before listening any further to this episode, that you read Spider Gwen Annual Number One for yourselves. Um, it is available on uh, Kindle. What is the name of Amazon's comic platform? I don't. It's not comics. So is it Comixology? I don't. I
0: think, I think Comixology is still a thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like whatever, whatever it's called on Amazon, um, where you buy a comic digitally, that, or much more preferably at your local comic book store, um, at least the or Marvel Unlimited, even it'll probably be on Marvel Unlimited by the time a lot of people listen to this. So, uh, yeah, uh, just consider those options for reading this comic before listening to this episode. Um, and yeah, no, I'll get into it. I will start. We begin. Gwen wakes up in a medieval environment where a wizard demands her help in protecting their castle. Gwen is reluctant, however, thinking this is just another dream, but after being shown a powerful orb, she is enthralled by its power and goes along with the plan, putting on a custom suit of Spider-Gwen-style armour.
0: She goes out to meet the medieval version of the White Fox, complete with a wyvern-fox hybrid steed. The two fight, Gwen with her webs and fists versus White Fox with her lance. The two slowly come to the realization that the people and creatures making up this world are animatronic while questioning their own blind desire for the orb.
1: They deduce that they must be in some kind of theme park reconfigured as a trap to lure them into fighting over the orb. They agree that they must be the only real people there and decide to work together, introducing themselves to each other.
0: The entity behind all this eventually reveals herself, frustrated at their lack of competition. She threatens their families if they don't comply, and so the two are forced to fight. Gwen is unprepared for White Fox's kumiho form and is quickly knocked out. White Fox claims the orb and Gwen swears to get her back from the entity's clutches.
1: There we go. So that is Spider-Gwen annual number 1.
0: Yeah, I have to say that um yeah, it's good that we have um another Spider-Gwen book because you know, yeah, she's got more traction, but um I probably wouldn't include this as essential reading.
1: No, I mean it <laughs> it depends how much she shows up in the rest of this event because she is very she's very much knocked out at the end here and she is vowing To go like help, like the the like um, kidnapped white fox. um, Her name's Army, uh, but like, I feel like this could be one of those times where like the main writer just just doesn't do it. Like just doesn't follow through with it. You know.
0: Maybe she won't show up until Avengers Annual Number One, the end.
1: Yeah, it really depends. I would say that um, it could kinda hinge on whether or not she gets a speaking role in the in in any of the main event for us to consider maybe getting into some of that stuff. But yeah, as far as this is concerned, you know, like this was an L for Gwen. She took the beat in White Fox won this one, fair and square, I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm
0: disappointed that Gwen lost
1: I mean, I I didn't realize that White Fox had some kind of, like, demigod form, which I, you know, I, once I saw that, I was like, yeah, Gwen can lose this one. You know, this one's not gonna hurt too bad. Like, I feel, I feel like if she's alive, then that's fine.
0: But, uh, I would think that if Gwen could just use her symbiote, just get the tendrils, just to snatch the orb away from a distance.
1: Yeah, maybe, but that, that doesn't really work if, like, giant fox has swiped you to the ground. But, yeah, it's uh, I, I think maybe maybe with prep time this would have looked very different if Gwen... Because Gwen has definitely fought people who are more powerful than her. Um, but she's... Um, she's always kind of, like, been familiar. Like, when she fought Captain America, she had already... Like, she had already nearly lost the fight versus Captain America. When she fought the Storm siblings, she... she like had fought with them before
0: but she never fought a supernatural enemy before actually
1: no yeah i'd like i'm i'm looking at this and i'm like where is the time for going to go oh symbiote moment and and also the solicit was very like symbiote versus supernatural i'm like oh damn we're gonna see it no that was just that was just the editor being very thorough with the solicit because they don't they don't get into that here
0: but uh I, but before her opponent was revealed to be White Fox I was hoping that Gwen would fight Dylan because it would be symbiote versus symbiote yeah
1: yeah I mean that still might happen in fairness depending on on whether or not Venom wins the upcoming issue because if Venom wins the next one there is a solid chance that you could have a symbiote versus symbiote yeah. catfight moment in in the the end conflict fight so
0: but since this venom is dylan and he's going up against deadpool um it's fair game
1: yeah um so yeah it's uh i i think maybe that's a slightly more even matchup uh than what this is i i just uh it's it's just it it doesn't really like it kind of it kind of could have been a lot of characters you know i didn't i didn't feel like they they really got into like, the specifics of, no. you know, what these different characters can do yeah. and how they behave. White Fox definitely has her moment at the end where she gets to be all kind of um, big and foxy, uh, but but kind of the rest of the time, the, it does feel very railroaded, this issue. Um, it, they, don't, they They don't get a huge amount of agency in it. Certainly, I don't think there is a lot that they could have done differently like the the room for these characters to develop from such a when when the event has such a specific place, it's it's clearly trying to get them to doesn't leave the writer with a lot of room to do anything interesting. Sadly,
0: yeah, I feel like that um, because uh, this is being overseen by Stephanie Phillips. I feel like that all of uh, her co writers had to have this um, blueprint that uh, that the both of them need to agree on on how much what they can right.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, certainly. The the most interesting part is kinda how they, they don't wanna fight and they're kind of forced to. And even when they do, there's really not much bad blood about it. Like they they, they aren't like mean about it. Mm. Like Gwen isn't salty that she's lost and White Fox is 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 literally crying when she's won. I enjoyed that aspect of it, where they they kind of they both have that realization that they're being railroaded into what's happening, um, and they're able to kind of put it off a bit. Um, yeah. That that was the most interesting part of the book for me.
0: And uh, adding to that part, that uh, yeah, Gwen even references that like other than attending class, uh, which she like did early on in the issue, she's not even supposed to be there in the first place.
1: No, yeah, it's. Uh it was kind of there was this like kind of ambiguous point earlier on in the comic where you you couldn't really tell whether or not this was an alternate dimension or they had both been like placed in this or if it was like a dream dimension no um, Gwen's
0: definitely in the 616 and yeah both of them actually
1: yeah, yeah. for her to be you know for Agatha Harkness who is from six one six to be involved here? Then, then yeah. yeah, I mean it stands to reason.
0: Because the same thing happened when I read um, Spider Man Annual. Uh, Pete was just doing uh, his uh, you know daily routine. He walked into the building and somehow he found himself uh, in the jungle. And then later met up with Wolverine there, who's also wondering how did he get there. Yeah, which is pretty it's, much the uh... same thing. What happened to go- after walking out of class, she found herself at the theme park
1: yeah this makes sense um i i kind of enjoyed that she was kind of like half aware almost from the very beginning that like she just she did not understand why she was there and and just i i what is the orb like what is the orb specifically is do you know like
0: um because there was another orb i'm not sure if it's the very same orb in spider-man annual but uh yeah, Agatha using that orb compelled Pete and Logan to fight.
1: Right, because I is the orb kind of like, I don't know, the raw potential of the Dark I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think all I know is that um whoever's enthralled by the orb, I'm not sure if I'm getting this right, but um they're gonna have a teeny little bit of chaos magic uh imbued to their victims.
1: Wow, okay. Well, there's that. But
0: they're not actually going to wield the chaos magic, but they're just going to host it.
1: Yeah. Kind of, um, just kind of enraptures them, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. It just compels them to fight, but it was depending on the scenario because, yeah, even though I haven't read the others, I heard that in, um, Iron Man annual when it was him versus Storm, uh, like Agatha just made them hallucinate.
1: Yeah it's uh yeah i don't it was it was a very it was it's very this is very much a MacGuffin kind of like thing it's very like oh there's a thing and we need to have it and we're gonna go on a quest and everybody wants it and everybody's gonna fight for it but it's like it's just that thing you know it's just an object yeah handheld
0: yeah well next week is gonna be a venom annual so i'll get to see whether or not if the orb is actually there or if there's another magic MacGuffin.
1: Yeah. It makes sense. Um my favorite thing about this whole issue was the outfits. These outfits yes. slapped. The artists on this, they popped off. They they the the these 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 costumes they're serving. Mm-hmm. I I am slay. Yeah. I <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I actually like Gwen's gangster costume.
1: Yes, when she's got the sleeveless leather jackets on the yeah. on the board or the um waistcoats and and like the the short hair.
0: Yeah, hold on, I got my book here. I have to remember uh which outfit it was. Um but yeah, it was when they were at um Al Capone's restaurant.
1: Yes. No, I I love it. And the outfits like and this is the thing, right? Rosie Campe has worked on Gwen previously. Readers who, readers and listeners who have been with the pod and with these books for some time will recall that Rosie Campe was the artist on Spider Gwen, Ghost Spider, um, the Spider geddon arc. So those first four issues, including the sequence where Gwen. Has to deliver the news that several of the um, spider heroes have died in that event to different universes. And in that sequence, Gwen wears a different themed outfit for each universe she goes to. And people ate those outfits up, still do. A couple of them are very, very cool. Um, yeah. And she gets a chance to do it again here because yeah. it's like three or four different outfits. She's got a night outfit. She's got the surfing leather jacket, sleeveless punk look. Um, like they're on um waterwood. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I got the got...
0: page with uh uh yeah, Al Capone. Yeah, she's wearing um some yeah, the gangster outfit, some sort of like suit and tie.
1: Yeah. She's wearing a waistcoat. She's got like the the wavy kind of like gelled like 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 look she's got this like fun little kind of mask kind of presentation the whole book um she gets like really fun um outfits to work with and they just they did a really really good job here and and i think um honestly that was the most interesting thing was kind of turning a page um and then being in a new kind of um Uh, Like genre, environment, like new themed environment, and so Gwen gets a new outfit. Um, And I don't actually understand the mechanics. Like, is it a hologram? Is it the symbiote? Is it is is more time passing than we realize? I don't know.
0: Well, because um, a white fox costume is also changing with the environment. I do think that this must be holographic.
1: Okay, yeah, it's 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 great though. Honestly, the the best part of this was just kind of enjoying. Kind of watching these characters move on the page, and and the kind of the fun themes they were able to get into, which is it's very superficial. I'm not gonna lie, it just it was just fun from that angle.
0: Yeah, I think um, uh, something funny a few days ago I saw a joke tweet from Carla Pacheco uh to promote uh Spider Gwen annual, and uh, she was like when she got the book her pitch was uh that she's gonna send Gwen and white fox to medieval times and no one can stop her.
1: Yeah. Um, she does indeed do that. I I thought the, the, the reasoning for them being there was quite long winded. They really could have just done it's a dream world. Anything's happening. But actually it was that she found a kind of an elaborate reason for it. There's these abandoned Japanese theme parks where they have different themed environments, which, Agatha has apparently hijacked but is also still using some kind of hologram thing and they also have animatronics that that can fight because Marvel 616 animatronics are like very powerful
0: yeah, well remember this is the, this would be the second time that Gwen has found herself in an animatronic theme park.
1: Yes yeah the I I, I was struck at how similar this was to the last annual in that it's uh, an unlikely matchup set in a animatronic heavy themed environment i was like that feels so close to what vita AR. Vita a- yeah vita, vita?
0: yeah they wrote that
1: yeah from from what from what happened um a, a couple of years back and i was like it's just it's very it was it's striking really how similar it was um but but you know yeah here we are we move
0: yeah and yeah i feel like it, with the uh early one he said the different outfits changing it seems like um this must be Rosie Compe's doing
1: yeah honestly um i i would be interested to see how much input that uh Pacheco got to give on the outfits and how much uh Campe and is it is it Cresta is it Marika yeah. Cresta uh, that how much they each kind of got to give in terms of uh, how the end outfits looked, but they, they they really fit the vibe. Honestly, they really. Um, Gwen, fashion, fashion queen, love that.
0: But um, some uh, minor detail there. So yeah, when uh, the animatronics are calling Gwen, Sir Gwendolyn, wouldn't she technically be Dame? You know, like Judy Dench, Emma Thompson, Helen Mirren. I
1: think Sir is a gender-neutral honorific um, in this kind of context. Like, if you're a knight in this medieval context, I think you would be a Sir. I don't know. Um, or I think it would be lady. So the thing is, there weren't any knights that were ladies. So I don't, I don't know how it works. But um, in terms of her job role, you know, um, I think Sir is supposed to be gender-neutral in this kind of context. I'm okay. I'm, I'm not certain of that. I'd hesitate to go around calling ladies "sir" in in the coffee shops, though I don't know if that was would be as wise, but um i think in medieval context it makes sense you know if you're a knight to be a sir i i don't know yeah, I, yeah. it's it was a very gendered environment and they're all women here so you know it kind of like it, it works itself out you know it's, yeah. it's no worries gwen can wear the waistcoat um and and kind of gangster look but then white fox is there in this like flapper outfit so they both they're both you know they've got all the bases covered um because it's kind of so you know even even the even the um the villain is a woman, so you know it's it. They they did they did fine here. You know I think they did they did a pretty good yeah. job.
0: Yeah, although um, I was kind of pretty bummed how Gwen wasn't as salty as um when Carla Pacheco was writing Jess.
1: Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, and I was saying this um to a friend recently. Just kind of it's it's very it's very interesting to think that this is the Carla Pacheco who wrote that. That Jessica drew, you know, um, and uh, and how kind of gritty and angry and angsty that comic felt to see kind of what she would bring to this issue here, but but unless it was another ongoing, I think it's kind of hard to make that comparison because she could do a very angst tense issue, but it would just be the one issue. Um, and I think it would, it would be left with not much resolution on those feelings because they're very big and heavy feelings and people kind of need resolution on them. Um, so, so to introduce a lot, all of that, instead of just doing kind of a lighter issue, you know, you can kind of see why she went a particular way with the tone of this issue.
0: I think we also have to remember that Carla Pacheco also wrote Spider Rex, which, you know, she also created and, you know, Spider Rex isn't salty
1: no no um i do i do hear he um he bites um Boo! <laughs> okay um but yeah it's uh is there anything else that we have kind of to say about the individual kind of character points from the main issue here
0: did we um did we mention about how um yeah, even though gwen was uh uh compelled to fight by the orb. Uh she was more lucid uh, than Ami was.
1: Yeah. Even even when like she has just been shown the orb and she's kind of like telling off the servants, um, she's still got internal dialogue captions which are like, wait, what am I doing right now? Yeah. So it, it's kind of she she never really fully falls for it, which I do enjoy um it was kind of a weird kind of moment of cognitive dissonance
0: and at the beginning ami was nowhere near the orb and she was still controlled
1: yeah army army i think maybe had more time for it to kind of set in i don't know um but yeah in the end they both kind of figure it out like once once all the robots start showing that the robots they're like there wasn't much convincing them they kind of just accepted that like they were being led along um and they were like, well we gotta do something about that. So it it did kind of make sense in the end.
0: But yeah, practically it's been Agatha all along.
1: Yeah, for real. Uh
0: which What, um, what else? Um I think that's practically it because it's just th- um in the main story, technically it's three characters even though Agatha just shows up as a hologram.
1: Yeah. Um so there is a uh a small b story this is uh is it from like is there a contest like an actual book called contest of chaos
0: no that's just a whole event this is just picking up from uh when spider man annual number one uh from the ending of spider man annual number one and this b story is also sprinkled throughout the previous annuals
1: okay so uh in in the b story we kind of get this um continuation of Spider-Man trying to work out why he got into this fight with Wolverine where Wolverine was scooped up. Um, He's taken Clea and Jessica Jones with him and they state out loud kind of what's going on. Um, There is what I I could only describe as some of the most Stephanie Phillips dialogue I have read where um, one of the characters says, um, these natural barriers between us and pure chaos are eroding, literally. Oh, Oh
0: yeah, Clea said that.
1: Right, to which Jessica Jones replies, "You mean because humans suck and we're destroying the planet?" And then plays like, "Not how I would have said it, Jessica." And I was like, "Oh, that—that's what this book's about. Okay, this is about—it's about the climate crisis as well. That's great." Um, it was very, it was very kind of like just kind of stating the book out loud, but yeah, it's fine. It, it's, um, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it, and and then, but, but, but it, it, this also ends on a cliffhanger with, um, clear getting scooped up to the astral plane by the Catherine Harnified Agatha Harkness. And then it ends there, presumably to be continued in the next one, which is going to be Venom Manual number one. So if you're intrigued as to the direction of the story...
0: You know, uh, Stephanie Phillips is actually going to be uh, one of the guests at NYCC next month. Which, uh, by the way, um, if there's anyone who's going to uh, NYCC, I'm also going. So if you want to hit me up, go ahead. I nice. am like I might not be able to uh, meet everyone who wants to hit me up, but I'll be there.
1: Fun times. Go Spider Groupies live when...
0: No, um... no I'll report on if there's anything Gwen related there because uh I really do want to attend all of the big Marvel panels. Uh I'm planning to attend the uh ASM Gang War panel, um uh Marvel's next big thing, which is actually their a uh, very huge uh, important go-to panel and Women of Marvel. Mm.
1: Um I the the last thing I wanted to draw attention to with this comic before we get into our final opinions was um some of the variant covers on on this issue I have thoughts on um the first one is there is a Ji Hyung Lee cover
0: yeah but first before we got into that I got the Mirka and Dolpha cover where it's uh Gwen and Ami at the theme park
1: yes there no there are okay i will say there are two acceptable and good variant covers that aren't like cheesy um oh, shoots let me have a look here so there's merker and Dolphos, which is the fun at the theme park one which actually makes like actually ties in to what is happening uh in the book um the uh, the other one which is fine is the uh Saui cover um that is also fine and also the marcus Toe yeah. uh, Hulk homage.
0: Yeah, I um, actually uh, met Marcus Toe at a uh, fan expo, also talking about that cover, and he mentioned he wanted to do it, and he just put Felicia there just because, um, in the original cover, there was a Wendigo uh, right there, and he just wanted to put Felicia for the heck of it. So funny.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, more power to Marcus Toe there. Um so the Ji Hyung Lee. Now Ji Hyung Lee's done a few. Like borderline cheesecakey covers uh, for Spider Gwen, uh, but this one is the cheesecakiest of them all. She, it's NSFW, folks. I, I don't. The Marvel are putting out soft porn. I'm sorry. It's I don't like. I've I we. I don't know what to do about it on the subreddit because because people are like, I'm banning people for posting NSFW art that they've made, and then they can just. Well, maybe link this is just back pushing
0: to... the envelope.
1: It is. I and they just I the, people people are just saying, but this cover is NSFW, and I'm like, I don't know why Marvel made this. I don't. They just I I don't I don't like. Gwen has never worn ballet flats in the like the ballet flats is also the egregious part is the worst part here. They Gwen is fully at a ballet dance like kind of style room. And she's getting ready, but she's also got her Spider Gwen hoodie, which is also a ballet outfit. It's it's a whole thing. I don't know why they made this cover. Um, I I was and and just they got this glossy, big-eyed, fresh face looking Gwen. So it just it just it feels so cheesecakey. Um, uh, but the 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 worst one is the Shannon uh, Mayer cover. Um, uh, Shannon Mayer has done some very good art. However, I would say that um, she appears to have just fully copied Hayley Steinfeld's likeness onto her art of, like, the super realistically imposed this person who has never played Gwen in live action onto her art of Gwen. And so there's just, there's, there is a Spider Gwen Hayley Steinfeld cover now. Um, I don't think she was consulted on that. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I, was, I, was, I thought that was a bit dicey um but yeah
0: goddamn. what cover did you ultimately end up getting
1: so i got the um i i I just bought the main cover by just uh, the Rico. rico yeah um so um that's 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 just the that you know that's like what my comic shop had for me um but yeah uh i mean i will say greg land and, um, David Nakayama were not on this particular Spider-Gwen book, and they have definitely been the worst offenders for, like, cheesecakey and or weirdly phoned-in and stenciled covers.
0: Hey, now, at least, uh, uh David Nakayama is, a—I I would take him over Greg Land.
1: Yes. Oh, no, I would do. Like, he's definitely, it's, um... Just never copied, pasted from a 10-year-old piece that he's made. So.
0: Oh, yeah. David Nakayama is also one of the guests at um, NYCC. I'm actually going to go visit him, too.
1: Nice. Uh, yeah. So, um, without further ado... I've said that 10 times this episode. I need to stop. Um, uh, what else do we have?
0: Did we already give final opinions? Or did, was there one more thing Though there, there uh, is,
1: There's, we we have a comment from Gwendover.
0: Yeah, but this isn't about this issue in particular. This was a reply from Wendy when I made a quote tweet about how on tour had a better ring than Smash.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. They said, "I'm so happy with the amount of Spider Gwen content we're still getting after the cancellation of Ghost Spider," but I'm finding it difficult to make sure I've caught all her stuff. Crying. Face emoji. I read her main run, but with King and Black, the clone series and Gwenverse. I fear I'll miss something. Um, what I would say to anybody who is writing in with this, um, I have made a comprehensive Spider-Gwen reading list on the subreddit. I, I have it usually sat at the top, if not linked in one of the top threads. Um, it's also in the episode description. Um, please, 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 please reference it because it will have all of the Spider-Gwen solo appearances contained within. um, It should do anyway. Um, I need to add this one on at least. Uh, But would you
0: add it to, um, like you wouldn't put it as essential reading or would you just add this to crossovers? It's a
1: Spider-Gwen annual, so it's going to go in essential reading. Um, It's it's definitely not. um, I mean, I will, you know, it's its own thing. Um, I might, um but but yeah definitely there's 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 less spider-gwen-centric stuff in essential reading but yeah absolutely it's a a spider-gwen title like it's got to go in there you know i do i do think it's kind of weird because we're kind of like when i first made the reading list it it was from a time period where we were still in the maguire era and so there actually hadn't been very many writers that had had a chance to write spider-gwen and now since since I've written it, uh, we've had, I, I want to say, three or four people write a Spider-Gwen title. And and it's getting to the point now where you, you really kind of have to go, you know, who do you give the most weight to with these issues um, and these series? Because a lot of them also, they don't agree with each other in terms of the status quo for Gwen and Captain Stacy's level of employment. Um, And we
0: have to uh, also mention that uh, Gwen, the editors have traded hands.
1: Yes. And I I would say uh, since that point, since Devin Lewis, uh, the editor, left the Spider-Gwen books at the end of um, Gwen vs. Carnage, right? Um, Since that point, I would regard everything since then as less essential. Any person who is a massive Ghost Spider fan, uh, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, whatever, right? Any person who is a massive fan of this character, I would say read the Latoran, read Maguire's um, series, but everything else, like if you don't feel like Gwenverse or Shadow Clones or Smash or the uh, Unlimited series or this annual, you don't need to worry too much because nothing really substantial is happening in these in the way that it was happening. But if we you don't read... know
0: who Smash's editor is.
1: That's true. Okay, I will I will okay, I'll grant that. I think it's gonna be the same guy though. Um but uh the the thing if you read five ten issues of Maguire, if you read five ten issues of Latour, you would have a new villain, you'd have a new piece of character development for Gwen, and you'd have a new evolution in kind of what was going on in Earth 65 and her status and her like criminality and all of that, right? Which all of that would change and shift and evolve. That hasn't really happened for about three or four series i wouldn't worry too much about getting the chronology right after gwen versus carnage because certainly marvel aren't the people who are writing these comics editing these comics they aren't fussed. they have not been putting in the level of effort to make sure that stuff is happening at the right time in the right place in the right way so that it doesn't directly contradict the previous book um you know we're putting in more effort than they are so after a certain point you know as fans you kind of have to go okay this is just this is what it is right this is this person's interpretation of this character and you kind of have to take that as it is right you have to look at it as an individual piece of art and kind of just detach from the whole continuity thing because i drove myself and you can hear it especially in the the earlier episodes of this podcast you drove myself absolutely bonkers trying to get my head around why they weren't following up on certain things? The truth is, it's just because it's a new person, and they they don't have to. But it would be nice if they did. But but they haven't, so don't fret too much.
0: Yeah, as long as they don't uh, pull a stunt like shoving Gwen into someone else's supporting cast who has little to no ties with her, and then just to kill her off in the hopes that that provides an opening for someone else to pick her up with another book.
1: Yeah, they're not they're not going well to Zeb Wells her, you know. Um, but yeah, um, on that note, do you want to give our final thoughts on Spider-Gwen annual number one, number two, annual number one, you said number two, volume two, annual number one.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to say, yeah, uh, this is, um, this was an all right issue. It was fun to read, but, um, I think, uh, it would have been, if we were reading this as the entire event, like it would make much more sense, uh, like. Uh, to enjoy uh the issue like as a whole, like if you're reading the whole event, but because um this is taking place per uh in everyone else's books as annuals, and if you're not uh collecting all of these heroes on your pull list, then it, sometimes you're you're gonna find it hard to you know, fill in the blanks of what's going on in everyone else's books. Yeah. But I did like this as a fun Gwen story, you know, because she just dealt with uh, her own clone saga and, you know, having another body on her conscience with Gwen Ock. So assuming that, no, I'm going to say this does take place after Shadow Clones, you know, after grieving Gwen Oak, you know, this, this is going to be something that she needs to take her mind off of, albeit in uh, strange circumstances.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's I yeah. It's it's uh, I I if if they can kind of build on the kind of allyship, the friendship between White Fox and Gwen, I feel like this this could have maybe been worth it. But if they kind of failed to capitalize on that, this will have been a bit of a nothing issue. I'm not gonna lie. So it it, it it's it's very dependent on kind of the direction of, of things and and how they use these characters. Um, but yeah, it was fun. If nothing, it was fun. And the yeah. costumes were so good. These outfits, I will be thinking about for a very long time. Yeah.
0: Now, I think Gwen must be... Um, she should get a job with Janet Van Dyne. Yeah. If she's being put in all of these outfits, why isn't she with Janet? Or, like, more importantly, her Janet.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a lot to explore. Um, I don't know if you could use Gwen's cell clothes, though, because the whole symbiote thing, you know, you can't really do fast fashion when you reusing the same outfit every single no, day
0: she, no she just needs to look at the picture of the drawing no yeah look at the uh, drawing of like whatever they want her uh to uh, wear she can just copy that
1: yeah i suppose that's true um yeah uh so on that note is that is that us done is that is that our podcast
0: episode finished yeah pretty much
1: Okay, so, next time, excitingly, with the digital release... uh, And physical. Sorry, with the the physical release, big difference, of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, we will be reviewing that film in uh, its entirety. So we we have only given our glancing, passing thoughts on that film so far. We haven't got into uh, the nitty-gritty of it yet, but we will be doing that uh, in our next episode which will come out between um, obviously now and when Spider-Gwen Smash uh, begins to release. We're gonna put links in the description for where to buy and read this issue as well as the reading list and the comicsology links that we spoke about earlier. Uh, Please uh, read this issue, let us know what you think. Um, Add Spider-Gwen Smash to your pull list at your local comic book store to support that book. Um, And also send us what you think of across the spider verse at us at gs groupies on twitter um email go Spider actually it might be better to email us email Spider Groupies at gmail.com uh with your thoughts on across the spider bus what do you think of gwen what do you think uh, concise thoughts crucially as well um we don't need a full review but uh but yeah concise thoughts that we can read out um and and support us on uh ko as well if you'd like to uh check in a book for the uh podbean subscription that we uh, have to pay into but yeah it's been it's been a blast it's been it's been fun um yeah i've been pax
0: and i've been abigail all right bye-bye. bye bye bye